following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Today we're going to focus on Logjam Studios and Northumberland Rock and Roll Experience. And with me I have Mike Woods. Hello, Mike. Hi, Mark. Tell us a little bit about both of the businesses that you have there running out of your studio on Hope Street in Port Hope. So uh, the first aspect of my business is a guitar teaching facility and uh, working with bands in an instructional role. And also uh, we have a recording studio here as well. Your recording studio, you actually took an old log building, log home, and moved it to Port Hope, correct? That's correct. Yeah, we moved it from Dunvegan, Ontario, which is a couple hours north of Cornwall. We moved it down here in um, pieces and reconstructed it. It's from the 1840s. How long did that process take? It was the better part of about two years. What prompted you to say, that would make a great recording studio? I wanted something that I wasn't paying rent on anymore. I wanted something that I owned. Being able to work from home and have everything here was sort of the, you know, what spearheaded the whole thing. You you can't beat a wood structure for sound, that's for sure. How busy was your studio as far as recording goes? How many days a week were you teaching lessons? So I I used to teach six days a week. I found, as a parent, that, that was not really fair to my daughter, and I took it down to five days a week, but... I was able to sort of tweak my schedule that I I kept the same number of customers, but just had a full weekend. So I teach about 60 people a week. Uh, It's busy, but it's what I like to do. And it's been uh, kind of like that ever since I started. So 60 people, how many hours would that be? Uh, So that would be 30 something hours, 30 plus, I guess. And then there's all the prep that goes into that as well. So it, it really, it adds up to be, you know, a pretty full-time commitment, that's for sure. The recording, I work in around that. So it's either late at night or on weekends. And I, I don't take on that many extra projects outside of that. It's just something I like to do. When I added the recording studio, it was as much for my own projects as anything else. But it's also a way that my students can then um, experience recording and, and learn about that process during their own lesson time as well. March 2020 happens, middle of the month, and suddenly everything comes to a grinding halt. As you mentioned, you have a daughter. Is she school-aged? Yeah, she's in grade two. So she was in grade one when that happened. So she ends up being home uh, full-time at that point. The first six months from March to August, how does that change things for your lessons? How does that change things for your recording studio? And how does that change things for your family life at home? I actually had a, a show booked the night that we got locked down. We were supposed to play in Oshawa, and the venue called us the day of and said, uh, I don't think we're allowed to do this anymore. And it was a bit shocking at first that everything was getting shut down. I didn't really know what that was going to mean for my business yet. I kind of thought it was going to be, you know, well, for two or three weeks, we just have to stop everything, and then we'll get back to normal. I, I didn't think it was going to be for a year. The biggest change certainly for me was having to transition everything to online lessons, which is not ideal. There's quite a learning curve to it just from an instructional point of view as well, just with, you know, the visual of everything changing and you can't hear things as well. And the recording studio was basically uh, at that point just shut down. I couldn't do anything. How many of your students would be of school age? 
Uh, more than half, that's for sure. Was it a difficult thing for them to add another thing that was online that they were already doing school online? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. And, and many um, just didn't didn't want to do anything else online. And, and I did, you know, it yeah. dropped off considerably. And especially, I think more the younger ones, uh, it's very difficult for younger ones to do any type of instrument remotely like that. It's It's really hard. You almost have to have some established knowledge already. Have you gotten to the point where people are coming back to the studio, or is this still an online thing for you? Uh, no, I, I actually, uh, in uh, June, I was able to transition back to lessons uh, here at the cabin with a lot of restrictions in place. Now you've got things like PPE that you have to pay for. you got to keep track of who's coming and who's going and, and have lists for contact tracing if necessary. Yeah, this has been quite a, a difference. Um, I've had to change the layout of the room considerably so that I'm no longer sitting next to my student, but that I'm you know, across the room from them. Because we're indoors, I wanted to go beyond the six-foot you know, recommendation. So we're probably 10 or 12 feet apart, um, which is a whole other way of, you know, at least you're still in the same room, but it is a little harder for instruction because you, you can't see things as well from both ends of the spectrum. Between each lesson, there's now a 15-minute break where everything has to be washed and cleaned before the next student comes in. That means of my normal night, there was now two and a half hours of cleaning that I had to work in. And so I end up sort of teaching between 9.30 in the morning and, and I'm done at about 9.30 at night. You know, I have to say, I have the best customers, you know, out there. Everybody is so supportive. They, you know, everybody was, you know, what can we do to help you get through this? How, how can we make this work for you? And I don't know in a large city if that would be the case. I think uh, Northumberland's, uh, you know, a pretty special place and people were very, very generous and, and, and helpful, you know, to help us get through this. Because it's uh, cause not only am I self-employed doing this, but my wife is as well. And um, and we have Journey Through the Arts uh, together. So this is a, uh, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword for us, both being in the arts that we're, we're kind of hit in both directions. So it was uh, it was challenging, that's for sure, and still is. Are there things that you're doing today are a result of the pandemic that you could see yourself continuing doing? And conversely, are there things that you're you're having to do that you'll be more than happy to stop doing? It's funny how sometimes you just need that that kind of, you know, outside look at what you're doing to go, well, maybe I didn't need to be doing that many in a row without a break and things like that. Like, I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying having that little break between each client just so I'm I'm refreshed and recharged and, you know, you kind of get up and move around a little bit and, you know, I don't need to teach six or seven lessons straight. So overall, there's not a lot that's really that different, except I can't wait to not have to wear a mask while I'm teaching. That would be a nice change for sure. I want to give you an opportunity to let everyone that's listening know exactly where it is that they can find Logjam Studios. I'm at Logjam Studios, Northumberland Rock and Roll Experience, uh, 190 Hope Street North in Port Hope. And uh, you can find us on the web at logjammusic.com. And we also have a Facebook page, which would be great uh, if you check that out. Um, it's under the Northumberland Rock and Roll Experience Logjam Studio. So that's uh, a combined Facebook page for both. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time. Wish you all the best. And I would invite everyone in Northumberland to focus on Log Jam Studios and Northumberland Rock and Roll Experience.